This is the Tribe Mastermind, where we talk business, purpose, and passion with your hosts, Jordan Muela and Steve Welty. If you're ready to shift into a bigger future, then this is the show for you. So plug in, buckle up, and get ready to be. What's up, Jabo? Yo, how you living? Is that I'm living good? Is that a PM uh, mastermind shirt? What is that? P- PM Grow, the uh, PM oh, the Superman shirt. Oh, okay, awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, very cool. So, what's lighting you up right now, man? Mm, what's lighting me up is being true to myself and um, just kind of like sitting in the truth that I have heard ten thousand times, but have not fully manifested, but am fully believing in you know like i feel like we tend to believe that there's some new novel thought some hack some tick some trip as opposed to just coming back to the big ideas that we need to like marinate in and one of those for me is being true to myself not not selling out listening to that inner voice trusting my gut you had so you had you sent me an exercise that looks similar to kind of the process that people go through with the unique ability yeah. exercise but what does jason call it uh i forget what he calls it uh I, I zone to, of genius oh it's genius zone yeah instead of unique ability so that basically highlights questions about uh how people perceive you and that's kind of the inputs to get clear on like what you're really talented out great exercise but one of the things that some of the feedback i gave you is that i perceive you as somebody that has had a ton of growth via listening to that <clears throat> inner voice and having the the courage to do so um and at this exact moment man that's that's what i'm feeling is staying on that path dude i have to point something out so you uh i got a few back i sent it to five people um, the questions were like, what, what do I see, do seamless, seemingly effortlessly that you find amazing or think that is a special talent? Uh, what do you think I'm better at than anybody else? You know, um, the other question was, what can you always count on me for? What do you really admire about me? And by the way, this was really awkward, like, but I, I lean into it cause I'm just a honk for self-awareness and things mm-hmm. oh, yeah. point out to me, uh, about myself. And uh, I love hearing great things about myself too. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually very awkward. I was like cringing. I didn't want to read any, um, but, uh, but I appreciate everyone doing it. But what was really cool, you and my mom gave me like two really cool pieces of feedback <laughs> you, what, on the question of uh, what do you feel after an interaction with me? You said something to the effect of when you're like feeling good, it's like infectious and it's but when you feel anxiety, it's palatable. And I, and I can, um, you're like, the corollary is that I think you do a poor job of masking your emotions. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what I'm tripping out about is I told my wife that we were walking to the beach and she's like, oh my God, Steve, like I've been wanting to talk to you about that. Like, <laughs> and like, she's like, in fact, like, uh, you know, I was going to like, we're, I wanted to have like a conversation around that. Like she wouldn't even tell me. And I was like, well, let's have it. And she's like, no, we're like, let's talk later about it. And I'm like, so I'm still like, don't know what she's going to say. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Yeah, man. But that, uh, I mean, I don't know what actionable thing I'm going to take out of that particular question, but I mean, it was just, it was just interesting, I guess, to stay as present as possible. Cause when yes. I'm not present, it, it like uh, really affects the people in my life. Mm-hmm. I like transfer that 
anxiety, that non-presence. And some of it's been harder lately. Like I'm doing a new vlog series, Lit Up Life. I'm about to launch. It's like kind of about music and entrepreneurship. I'm doing Instagram, doing all these things. And so the phone and some distractions maybe have started to creep back in a little bit more, but but um, but it's just a balance because those things really light me up. The the whole journey with sharing content and um, sharing my story and and uh, building intimacy with people that's what really fires me up right now. Yeah, man, <clears throat> it's that future orientation that we have as entrepreneurs to always we're inspired because we believe the future is going to be better than the status quo. And so that is kind of our driving force. But at the same time, it can consistently take me away from the present as I'm fantasizing about like what's next. Yeah. So what different ways does, so like putting what lights you up at the forefront of your life, that's one of our core values at Tribe. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's so many different ways to think about that and unpack that. Some of that, some of the ways that that resonates for me in regards to Tribe is um, unique ability. So like continually figuring out what you do better than anyone else, what gives you the most passion and setting up your business to take away everything else. Mm-hmm. So that you're just, um, you know, doing the things that you love to do, um, you know, family, different things. Oh, I wanted to tell you this, Derek Sivers along that line, he, um, I know I always bring him up. I'll probably stop in the next couple of weeks, but, uh, <laughs> but he said something on this podcast with Tim Ferriss that I found really interesting. He said he wanted to write a book about a book of directives because he feels like there's a lot of books that talk about theory and things. He's like, I wanted to give a book like, do this, don't do this. And he said um, he didn't want to write a section about how to be unhappy. So he, I guess he flipped it and said like how to, or no, it was the other way. He was like, how to, how to lose your happiness and success quickly. Mm. Like, here's the way to lose happiness and success. And his first one, and he's told Tim Ferriss, he's like, you're going to love this one, Tim. He's like, Build your life or focus on nothing but lifestyle design and having your every whim met at all times. And uh, like something like that. And that really, that really hit home for me because I was thinking about it and like, it can almost be too much. Like I set up like where I can't be distracted and I'm not doing anything that isn't in my unique ability. And uh, I think what he was going, where he was going with that was that ultimately joy and happiness and success is about helping other people. And so I guess you got to set yourself up in the best way to help people. But then if you're just all about lifestyle design and about like, I don't know what, what comes for you, what comes out of that for you when you hear that? Yeah. I see you as somebody that has been pretty intentional with lifestyle design. Didn't you tell me like a while back that you had committed to going on a vacation like every quarter and it became kind of burdensome? Yeah, I, I, I nerded it out. I took all the fun out of vacations. That's such a nerdy way of approaching vacation, I feel like, for me. It, it was like this like overly formal thing. Right, right. It was like, oh, once a quarter, we're going to take a vacation. Like, that's my, deci- that's my answer to like being more involved with my family. It's like, once a quarter, we're going on a trip. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's the same like me. <laughs> it's like, I'm just going on trips every so often. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think anything. So that's funny you use that term nerd. My coach, Dan, he uses that term in a really specific way. He says like your inner nerd comes out. Your inner nerd is basically the person that gets upset and takes things too seriously. And he told me this funny story about conditioning his family to understand that term. Like when you're taking yourself too seriously, you're getting outraged. I'm not going to put up with this. That's your inner nerd coming out. 
He said one time after being gone on a work trip, he came home, the house is a wreck, food everywhere. Bro, I've had this impulse coming home and the house is like a total dump and I'm getting like morally outraged. Yeah. He, he goes upstairs, tours everywhere, food spilled. And he basically barges in like, this house is a dump. This is unacceptable. I'm not going to take it. And like clockwork, because he had, had conditioned his family to understand this concept and the term nerd, his son jumps out behind the couch and starts pretending like he's filming something. And he's like, dad has a nerd attack part two and pretends like he's <laughs> filming and the re- and his wife and his daughter, like act like stagehands. Like, you know, they're like observing this animal in the wild having this yeah. freak out moment. I love that, man. That concept has been like so helpful to just like, if you put like a camera on yourself, you know, like when you're having that kind of nerd attack moment, I can't say I do it consistently, but when it does happen, it just, it just makes me laugh. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. I like that. It's like uh, along the lines of having a a more casual relationship with your thoughts too. um, And realizing that, you know, you're you're not your thoughts you know you're different than your thoughts you're you're the space between your thoughts but yeah i like the nerd approach to it whatever works you know that's what i love about um jason is so good with language he can say the coach i'm working with he can say things in such a way that um it's really appealing to me it's a skill i don't have (laughs) i would really love to have it yeah, I've I forget who the quote is from, but I was the I think it was language is the house of being. Language is the in many ways is kind of like the represents the limitations of our own thought, which I think yeah, there's some truth in that, at least communicating with others. Yeah. So what else comes up for you about, you know, putting what lights you up at the forefront of your life? Like where are you doing well and where are you struggling mm. a bit with that? Cool. Let's talk about home life. So work full day, go home, sometimes have a workout afterwards. And then I have that window of family of time with the family. My kids are really young. So bedtime for my youngest is like at around eight for my oldest is around nine. There are times where I appreciate those precious hours as being like sacred. Like the other night I built a, I built a hammock for my little girl. And she loved it. I was like super involved in like engineering, tying things together. It was like a high connection moment. Other nights, I'm laying down on the couch trying to like, you know, watch a documentary and she's like jumping on top of me. And I'm aware of the fact that she wants this engagement. I'm resisting it just because I'm physically tired. So I would say that I'm doing a good job being aware of how precious the hours with my wife and my family are I do an okay job of, um, I guess, just like mentally projecting the sweetness of fully embracing being present. And mm-hmm. there are definitely times where I still, you know, relent to like, oh, I'm tired. I'm going to half asset, et cetera. Like I can either rush through story time or I can be all in. And my batting average is, you know, I'm probably 50 50 yeah. on that. Yeah. I think. What comes up for me for, so if you take the sentence, like putting what lights you up in the forefront of your life. So that would mean making it important, right? Like putting it, I I kind of picture like building that part of your life first and then putting everything else around that. Mm -hmm. The thing we've said, you know, a lot of times with business owners, the problem is that they build 
a business and then they try to fit their life into their business as opposed mm. to building a life that they want. It's like the same thing and then have their business fit into that. So like things that are lighting me up, obviously my, my family, like time with my son, um, exercise, um, you know, creating content, um, you know, different things like that. I think uh, what's been working for me is identifying what's the most important because everything can't be equal. And then putting in, in mechanisms, like I have a reminder on my phone that says, put her, put her first at like 5 p.m. <laughs> because it rem- I have to be reminded to put my wife first. And mm. um, Clint told me some guy taught him that. He's like, dude, try putting your wife first, like in mm. everything you do for three days. And Clint said it changed his life. Like, um, so I, I just have to set that. a reminder and then my phone has to go in the drawer and like the mind, I will think of 50 reasons why I need to pull it out of the drawer. Oh, I forgot to like that thing, that person, oh, I forgot to like, it's so crazy how big of a problem phone can be. But, um, just reminders like that, um, taking me out of my, myself. Cause we spend so much time. I do personally, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about myself trying to make everything great for me. It's like, I've been on a real fun journey the last couple of weeks, really focusing on other people ever since our last mastermind call. Let's talk about the beauty of commitment. It's just something that I think about from time to time. And I definitely think about it in with my wife. I had this conscious thought the other day in the morning, I woke up and I just closed my eyes and I just thought about how blessed I am to be married to this woman, how much she does for me, she does for our family. And I was just like really intentional in just sitting in gratitude towards her and getting off of thinking about, you know, oh, is it earned? Is it merited? Scorecard, rubric, grading, relative comparison, blah, blah, blah. Because it's kind of like what uh, I've heard you say this before, but a belief is not something that is logical, rational, provable, at least in many cases, most beliefs are just things that we choose to believe that then lead to a specific outcome. So in light of my commitment to my wife, I'm just going to choose to believe fantastic things that I know to be true and I believe to be true. And that act of gratitude makes it true. It makes me show up and be the sort of person that then merits and engenders a, a reciprocation that is really gratifying to experience, right? Like it's like, it's Mm -hmm. self-affirming. Yeah. There was the best gratitude exercise I did was, I forget where I got it from, but got it from think Darren Hardy or something where I wrote down something I was grateful for about my wife every day for like, Mm. I don't know how long I did it, like 90 days or it was a long time. It was like six months. No, I don't know if it was that long, <laughs> but it was a while. It wasn't, it wasn't like a week. It was a week. <laughs> and I, yeah, it was a week. All right, let's get real. <laughs> I ran out. A lot of duplicates. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but, uh, and then I gave it to her for her birthday or it was like our anniversary or something. And that was really cool. And I don't know, I think um, when you live with someone, you know, it's easy to, to fall into ruts or, or different things. One thing that really helped me was, uh, A friend told me, just try, all you need to do is make your significant other feel loved, seen, and heard. So, like, regardless of what comes out of her mouth, like, don't judge it. Like, just accept it for what it is. Like, a lot of the times I'm trying to counter what she says or, Mm. um, or like, (laughs) like you said, like, have judgment about, like, well, is that really true? It's just, like, imagine if you met, like, a supermodel. Yeah. Like, at a party. Like, 
anything they said, you'd be like, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, I feel the same way. Like, you know what I mean? Um, so why not use that same, uh, you know, I, I care more about my wife than some random supermodel, but it's, yeah. it's just interesting. It is funny, man. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. Gratitude. It's just a, it's a perspective that we choose to take and it's not really rational. And I think <clears throat> spouses are such a great example because we, we go through this dating season where we are thinking about comparison in a really hardcore and legitimate way. Cause you're not fully committed yet. And then you get to the finish line and get to the altar and you know, you've made your decision. And if you're committed to keeping that commitment, it doesn't mean that thoughts don't still come through your mind of, of relative comparison, et cetera. But it's like, do you, do you indulge that? Do you entertain that? Or do you just choose to be deeply happy and gratified? Not to say that self-improvement and it's not a, it's not, it's not Pollyanna. Right. Right. And that's where a lot of our problems come, I think is competing commitments. So like those things I listed, those five things that light me up or whatever, just off the top of my head, they can't be equally important. I can't be equally committed to all of them. There needs to be like a hierarchy. Um, whenever there's, you know, strife in my head, usually it's because I haven't decided, like decided which commitment is more important. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I haven't decided which is more important or haven't decided to give myself permission to just do what I, what I want just simply because it's what I want, like needing some external validation to justify as opposed to just saying like, Hey, my gut says X, Y, Z. And yeah, that that's a good enough reason. I don't have a gratitude journal um, in terms of the practice. It's definitely just an organic thing, but I, I don't do a journal. Yeah. I got it from somewhere. I was doing it really religiously, like three, th- it might've even been coach kind of like a positive focus thing where it's like, you know, three things you're grateful for each day that kind of fell out of uh it got old, you know, I don't know. I was just tired. <laughs> I wasn't grateful for, for anything anymore. <laughs> but uh, Then my life went downhill. Yeah, then my life went downhill. But, uh, <laughs> but I heard another cool way to do this is um, instead of doing that, you think of like one or three people and you just put them in your mind's eye and you say, you know, I hope this per- I hope you have a great day. I hope everything you need comes to you effortlessly today. I hope you know um you're super successful today. I'm sending you all my love and positive energy. Um that was kind of cool for a while. It's almost like a prayer, like a direct prayer to somebody else. Hmm. Um sending them, you know, good good juju. Um there's different ways but to to fire myself up in the morning, but those are two I've oscillated from but i'm not doing either now so I don't know let's why. talk about the it in negative circumstances right let's talk about gratitude for the stuff that we're kind of fundamentally ungrateful for Ooh, <clears throat> something like i realized that. that that i do <laughs> that i used to feel bad about was kind of like laughing when bad things happen sometimes i get kind of like euphoric in the midst of calamity um and it can freak people out a little bit. And I, I don't, I don't think I was aware of why I was doing it, but I think it was like a coping mechanism, but it also, it has really helped keep things light. I remember doing a, a webinar with my partner, Chris, like five years ago, and it's live and it's just the two of us in the office. 
and we're recording it and it starts melting down. So it's like live in front of a hundred people and everything is melting down and he's panicking and I'm laughing like in the background and I get this evil eye from him and, you know, laughing isn't always the right answer, but there are some times where it can be really, really helpful. You've probably heard people saying phrases like everything is perfect, even in the midst of, of bad things. It's the idea of the obstacle is the way. That's a massive turn on to me when I can actually show up and be mindful enough to do it. It's, it's pretty gratifying and like electric to me to like fully engage and just accepting that something bad can actually be the key and the door and the window to something great. That's really profound, man. I love that. What if uh, that was something I might play with that where instead of something you're grateful for, take something that you're really frustrated about or something that's really going wrong, quote unquote, right now. Um, and, and write about how, like, how you're grateful that you're in this situation right now and reasons why. You know what I mean? That's, that's mm-hmm. really interesting to me. I'm going to mess with that because the obstacle is the way I try to think that way. Um, but there's something powerful about putting it down into paper. And uh, that's usually how I'm able to get out of my head or, or feel better is, is usually think like, okay, cool. Like this is going bad, but you know, this is going to lead me to something bigger and better. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> but no, I love that, man. Um, Clint was telling me about some book, like life book or something. I forget what it's called, but he's like, you don't have this journal. Were were you on that text? Maybe you weren't, but he's sending me this journal that apparently everyone's using. That's like, gives you some cool stuff. So I'll let you know when I get it. And if it, if it's impactful, uh, I'll share it. (laughs) Sounds good, man. Send it my way. I love Clint. That guy's a crazy balance of nuts and bolts, dollars and cents kind of wisdom, but also like balancing out with the, the bigger picture, holding things lightly, et cetera. Super glad yeah. to spread tribe. And why is all this important? It's to me, it's because, and what's the business context, your business and your mindset, is always going to be at an equilibrium. Like the way, unless you grow your mindset, your business is never going to grow. The way to elevate your mindset mm-hmm. is to actually examine, you know, where is my limited thinking getting in the way and, uh, and resolving that or, you know, um, co- taking a different approach to the thoughts. Cause if it's a mess up here, your business is a mess, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the way I, I unpack that is we live in America. I can do whatever I want 24 hours a day. I, there's nothing about my circumstance that leads me to leave, believe that a more successful entrepreneur wouldn't be further along than I am right now. So what is the gap? Is it external? No, it's hundred percent internal. And that's not depressing. That's freeing. It really motivates me to figure out where I'm wrong because I know I'm wrong, wrong, quote unquote. I, I know that I'm engaging in certain thoughts that result in behaviors that are suboptimal relative to my goals and aspirations. And that's the curiosity factor. Being curious is like the, the fundamental business skill set. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And back to earlier when you're talking about, you know, um, or last episode, when I think we were talking about like a board and, uh, going with your gut versus outside counsel. I heard this beautiful saying, he said, um, I forget who said it, but he said like the heart has infinitely greater computing power than the brain. Like it's not even close. And that's something that's one, a perfect example of a way I've always felt and a way I've always operated, but that people told me you can't operate that way, Steve, you need to have, you know, you need to run the, the pro forma or you need to, you know, have the, and there's, there's value in that, but I've always operated off like, 
gut feel and instinct to, to a big degree. And um, I really believe that, that, you know, whatever that is, the limbic brain, the heart, the gut, whatever it is, like, that's what you go. That's what you go with. Like, so I would always err on that. If it's like a 50, 50, I told my business development manager the other day, he called me with an issue. He's like, my gut tells me this. I'm like, well, there's your answer, man. Like follow your gut. Like, like where, 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 you know, can we fall, you know, follow our gut or our heart? Like what is something our heart's telling us to do? That's like a question I posed on my music Instagram the other day. Like what's something your heart's telling you to do that your mind is like talking you out of, you know what I mean? Well, man, there is an opportunity to parse something out there, Steve. And I think that's the difference between impulsiveness versus like your heart or your gut. I, I think there's definitely a difference between those two things. Like it's not my heart saying eat the cheeseburger. That was like my, <laughs> my biological gut, not my gut gut, if you know what I mean. Right, right. Um, so if you, you know, if you parse those things out, I think what the difference here is that introspection is what affirms and clarifies and gets that that gut or that heart more in tune. So the more introspection I do, introspection requires me to think about to do an accounting of the results that my going with my gut is actually producing. And the more that I do that analysis, that introspection, the more I can trust my gut because I understand the track record of what it has, of what it, of what it actually produces. Yeah. So there's a way to track that and kind of see, test it, I guess, what you're saying to see how often it's right in, in one regard. Um, but then you also fall into the trap. I was talking to my wife the other day, I think yesterday about, she's like, I can't make a decision. It's like this or this, you know, it's this. I've been trying to decide, uh, you know, this for so long and I can't figure out like whether to go back to work or this, you know. And I'm like, if you would have just made that decision, you would have already gotten a feedback loop by now. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm such a big, one of my core values is like quick decision making. Like if I spark my, speed, spark speed, like make the decision because then you'll get the feedback, you know? Mm, huge. Yeah. Like that's I why I started that vlog. Finally, I was like been thinking in my head, like, Oh, I should try this vlog. I should do like a, I want to document the, you know, what's going on, uh, et cetera forever. And I couldn't decide. And finally, I'm just like, I'm just going to try it. Like, there's so much power for me in just trying something. Yeah. Like, it's almost like we're all, it has to succeed. It's all or nothing. There's no try. Burn the ships. It's like, just try it. Go back to your life. Like, if it doesn't work. But <laughs> that's what I like that. Lowering the, the commitment barrier. That's been a huge hack for me. Yeah, yeah. totally, man. Well, uh, shit, man. Well, it's been a good episode. Good to talk to you. Another episode in the can, my man. I got to tell you, I love that hat. Nobody, our listeners can't hear it, but uh, <laughs> I appreciate it. Got the super hat. California vibe. Yeah, man. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try the uh, the gratitude for the big obstacles. I'll let you know how it goes. Okay, cool. I'm gonna. Oh yeah, exactly. I'm gonna do the same thing. I'm gonna. I'm gonna think about. I think I mentioned hiring another episode, but I'm gonna think about the blessings coming out of the hiring and uh, yeah. There's some richness in there. Cool, man. I love this, man. We're making this, we're making this podcast like serve us and, you know, trying to take our own medicine. Man, I love it. It's helpful. So always good to talk to you, man. Love being in this conversation with you. See you next week. All right, brother. Peace. Did you enjoy this episode? Please share it with a friend and leave a review on iTunes. If you'd like to find out more about joining the tribe, go to tribemastermind.com to understand why the best and brightest mastermind with us.